I was incarcerated for murder. I went to jail for murder, and in that, reality hit me, and I was not saved at that time, and I am now saved, and the reality was that I needed Christ in my life because I was going down the wrong road. I was facing 40 years to life in prison, but God blessed me with three years, and I was released. Incarceration touches all of us in the U.S. Some 6.6 million people live under supervision of adult correctional authorities in prison, in jail, on probation, or on parole. Nearly 2.2 million men and women are behind bars, and more than 600,000 people are released every year, with two-thirds being arrested within three years. The annual cost to incarcerate and reincarcerate this many people is more than $80 billion. billion. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and today, my good friend, Pastor Ricky Floyd from the Pursuit of God Church, and there's something special that the Pursuit of God Church has been engaged in now for several years, and it's the Angel Tree Project. It's a ministry of prison fellowship, and as I read those statistics starting off, that came from prison fellowship ministry, and it really breaks your heart. You know, you think about the men and the women behind the bars, but what about their families, their children left behind? That's where we want to kind of help pick up the pieces and share the story of Angel Tree and the connection of how Pursuit of God has been ministering through this program at Christmas time and encourage hopefully other churches to do the exact same thing. That's really what we want to do today. Pastor Ricky, it's so good to see you. My friend, it is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be in your presence again. And I thank God for the voice that you are that gives us an opportunity to cry in the wilderness, the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you, my friend. You look like a a news executive or something, you know? (laughs) Hey, I was coming to see my friend, and I wanted to represent. (laughs) Boy, you're representing really good. Tell me, what's happening with Pursuit? Well, we're just in a good season. About 55 days ago, we had a 24-hour prayer in the park of Frazier, and I'm excited to report to you at this time because you said I look like a reporter. So I'm reporting you at this time that in the last 55 days in the community of Frazier, we have not had one murder. And the crime has gone down between 12 and 15 percent since that we had that 24-hour prayer in the park. How do you think that prayer has connected these two together? Well, what prayer has done is prayer creates a consciousness and awareness of God. It creates a conviction. And then when you see the benefits of prayer, it begins to cause momentum of communicating with God. And when you communicate with God, you begin to tap into the spirit of love, hope, and faith that God releases to you. And so we're able to see all of that manifest and and go to even higher realms of giving God glory by our giving gifts to uh, God's people. And recently, there's been some really neat progress, too, with the Manhood University that you're totally behind. Yeah, and there are two projects, Manhood University, that's dealing with grown men, and then there's the Husband Institute that's dealing with the small boys. Sometimes we... Uh, wait too late to get to the grown men. So we believe preventive medicine is the best medicine. We try to catch them at the age of eight. We've actually got some six-year-olds. Do you really? if we don't catch them then, we've got some 60-year-olds that we're catching in the Manhood University (laughs) program (laughs) that we're helping with employment, relationship skills. you've got a net for wherever they are, right? Yes, sir. We're trying to catch all the fish. I love that. The crappy, the catfish, the salmon, the tuna, everything. We're trying to catch them all. Catch them all. I love that. Well, you know, about, I don't know if it was a year ago or within the last two years, 
We got together. Your dear wife, Sheila. By the way, Sheila is in the studio with yes. us. She's just off mic. She came in with a lady from the Angel Tree Prison Fellowship yes, Ministry. Sir. We sat down and talked about how you guys work with Prison Fellowship, Angel Tree Project you've been supporting. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you kind of lay a foundation, Pastor, if you would, about the importance of pursuit connecting with Angel Tree and what's it meant for your church? You know, I love the research and information that you gave up front. Many times when a crime is committed, we think about the criminal and we think about the apparent victim of the crime, but many times what we don't realize the unseen or unspoken of victim is the children. After a parent gets goes to jail or gets incarcerated, then there are children who are left there who don't have support, who don't have comfort, who uh, are deprived of needs at even a higher level because if that person was in a criminal activities, chances are they were not being a great parent already. And, but when you rob the absence of a parent all the way by putting them in incarceration, at this time of year when a lot of people, when we're supposed to be experiencing the peak of love, the peak of hope, the peak of joy, the peak of benevolence. And then you have children who not only will not have that time, that quality time with their parents, but they'll be robbed of the the love language of gifts. And so what we're trying to do is the church is supposed to be a father to the fatherless. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give some children what they may have been deprived of because of their parents being incarcerated. But the reality, Byron, is some of them might not have even had it while their parents were there. You brought one of your staff members in. We've got Sheila Jefferson. She is the administrator of the pursuit of God. So we know that things are working well. Yes. Because (laughs) Miss Sheila's got her hands on the reins there. But together, you got a great team at Pursuit of God. Miss Sheila, welcome to the program. How long have you been working with Pursuit of God? I've been working at the Pursuit of God about four years now. Did you grow up here in Memphis? I did. I've been here all my life. Tell me about your life. Tell me about your family, what area of towns you grew up in. What was life like for Sheila growing up? Life for me growing up was difficult from time to time, but I had some good times. I grew up in the area of Westwood as a young girl, and as a teen, my mom moved to North Memphis, and that's when my life really had began to kind of take a turn. In what way, Sheila, did your life turn? Um, Wasn't making wise decisions, didn't complete school, and did things my way, just did things my way, and my way was just not the good way for me. And it landed me in an area of my life where I never imagined that I would be. Can you kind of describe what that was like? What happened that brought you to this well, point? Well, what happened to me was I started making bad decisions with the men that I chose in my life. And making those decisions were kind of damaging for me. It landed me in an area of incarceration. So you yourself went to prison? I was incarcerated, okay. yes, sir. What circumstances caused that to take place in your life? Just not being honest with okay. myself. What caused that? There was a particular crime that took there place. There was a particular crime that took place. I was incarcerated for murder. I went to jail for murder, and in that, reality hit me, and I was not saved at that time, and I am now saved. And the reality was that I needed Christ in my life because I was going down the wrong road. Would you share with Byron how much time you were facing or sentenced to in jail? I was facing 40 years to life in prison, but God blessed me with three years 
and I was released. You went to prison as a mom, too. You had children, didn't you? I did, four children. Okay. So when you got the sentence and you're in jail now, what happened to your children? Being separated from my children placed them in different areas. All four of them was placed in four different homes, but they were all with family. So that was a blessing within itself that um, they were in a place where they could stay connected to me and my bloodline. What was the turning point? The turning point for me was completely being separated from my children, who was my responsibility. That was the turning point for me. Like any mom, you felt like, I have this role I'm supposed to play, but it's taken away by a choice that you made. Correct. How did that make you feel? Made me feel low. Made me feel unworthy. Made me feel like a failure. It made me feel like that I just walked away from my children without giving them a choice. Wow. Pastor, sometimes, you know, life creates situations, sometimes we do make bad choices. I think sometimes we say we live and die by the choices that we make, but I don't think we realize that our children's life and lifestyle and future will be determined by the choices that we make. And I thank God that Sheila realized that she made some negative choices, but to see how she cares, corrects, caresses her children, now I get to see that hands-on now. It's truly a testament of, of the power of God and uh, a redeeming power of God. Sheila, I mean, you're facing 40 years to life. And what happened that you served three years and you're here today talking to us about this? Well, I had a charge partner and my charge partner actually released me because I was to be released. My charge partner took on the responsibility that they should have. So you were an accomplice in that situation. Yes. God in his mercy, God in his grace. Grace. Wow. So you said you weren't a Christian when this took place. Yes, sir. Was it in prison that you discovered Jesus, what he's offered you? It was in prison. Tell me about that. What was happening when you first heard? When I first received Jesus Christ, I was down in the lower level of 201 Poplar. And it was around Christmas time, as a matter of fact. I got a visit from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit visited me with a light. I don't know if you ever been down in lower level of 201 Poplar, but it's dark down there in those cells. It's not much light. And to get a beam of a bright, shining light and to hear a voice just as clear as me and you sitting here speaking to you and restoring you instantly. I was instantly restored and redeemed, and I began to have this self-confidence and believe that I was going to be okay. God had began to deal with me. I had to accept, even though I may not have actually committed the crime, but I was guilty of a crime. Yes. Pastor, we'll Uh talk about that a minute. You know, because folks listening right now might find themselves not necessarily with a murder charge, but in a similar low place, they just kind of give up, think there's no hope for themselves. You know, as Sheila was saying that I want to encourage some parent, some husband, some wife out there. The light is looking for your child. The light is looking for your spouse. Sheila says she was in a dark place and the light came. We need to be encouraged because sometimes it seems like we can't get to them. It seems like as pastors, we can't get to them. But I want to encourage somebody out them to let them know that the light is looking for who you love. 
and the light can have more influence and more power and more authority and more anointing and more conviction than we can ever have. So maybe our prayer today need to be light. Find our loved one who's in a dark place from what Sheila's saying right now. You know, I was thinking about it was a dark place. About 2,000 years ago, ah, glory. when the light <laughs> yes. came into the world, Jesus, yes. that star of Bethlehem, <laughs> yes. the my brilliance God. of the angels oh, that came God. and spoke to those shepherds, yes. the great proclamation mm-hmm. and news that mm-hmm. we have a redemption through Jesus, a Savior wow. is born. He's here today. Wow. It's Jesus. That's what the message that is being shared through the ministry of prison fellowships. Mm-hmm. We talk about 2.7 million children in the U.S., feel that abandonment, loneliness, and shame that come from having a mom or dad Mm -hmm. in prison. And this Angel Tree program from Prison Fellowship reaches out to these kids in prison. Now, Ms. Sheila, do you know about Angel Tree while you were in prison? I did not. But now you kind of understand because you've been on the inside. Yes, sir. You've been on the inside at Christmas time. Yes, sir. And you've seen other inmates and friends that you met separated from their kids, too, at Christmas time. Yes, sir. What's that like? Oh, my God. Um... Just being separated from your children alone is empty. It's it's just empty. And knowing that being incarcerated is what separates you from your children, there's a missing void there. It's something missing there because even though you're you're in prison for it, whatever mistakes you have made, whatever crime you have made, the children is suffering. They should not yeah. have to suffer. Right. right. There is no way that the system has for children and mothers to stay connected. Pastor, how does Angel Tree come into a situation like this? Talk about how you guys have adopted this program, and how does it work at Pursuit of God? I know you hear the passion in Sheila, but I want to tell you a personal incident that I had this summer that even took my passion, and I felt a little pain, of, of, and I don't want to put myself in the same category, but I could understand at a higher level of the pain that was experienced because of the separation. My daughter moved away for a positive reason to Murfreesboro for a little while, and we kept my grandbaby, which was a bonus and a joy to me. (laughs) But over a period of time, my grandbaby wanted to see and touch her mother. Even though this was not a negative situation, the fact that I remember her one night saying, I want mommy. Even with that, we can pick up the phone and do FaceTime with her mama. And I thought about then, Byron, what about the children who have parents in prison who say, I want mommy? And there's no FaceTime. There's no quality time. There's just tears. There's just tears. There's no explanation. And, man, the conviction of that took me to a greater level of commitment to this that we have the ability to do. And here's the beautiful thing about it. The children, the way this is set up, the children get a letter from their parents that's telling them that the gift is coming. So it's not like they believe they're getting the gift from the church. They're getting the gift from their family. Now, you got to imagine, first of all, you know how hard it is to have a job and be out of prison <laughs> and, and, <laughs> at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the tension with the parents on the inside when they know this season is coming up? And wow. then for many, yeah. wow. for many, yeah. Byron, this is the first time they've been clean in a long time. They don't have drugs to mask the fact that they've not been a good parent. And they got to sit in there and reflect that I've been a horrible parent. Christmas is coming around. And I can't give anything to my children. Wow. And then here comes an angel tree. 
that not only see a lot of times we look at what it does to the children, but what it does to the parents Yes, that the children are going to see that I'm a provider when they weren't expecting to get anything. And I may be a better provider in prison. Not everybody for some totally. who are addicted yeah. to drugs, alcohol, yeah. Yeah. criminal lifestyle My that God. had voided the fact that they had children that they were responsible for. Michelle, as you now have been on staff with Pursuit of God, you said four years, I yes, believe. Sir. It's pretty awesome. Like Pastor said, you know, a lot of folks, when they get out of prison, they can't get a job. I think this is a great testimony, too, for the oh, church, Pastor. Yeah. We could do another show about that, <laughs> providing opportunities. Yeah. I wish I had 10 more shoes. <laughs> so tell me about this role. And are you involved with the Angel Tree program? <laughs> I am involved. I'm actually uh, the coordinator for the Pursuit of God Transformation Center. <laughs> When I became interested in, I was invited to a luncheon concerning Angel Tree. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to give back in prison ministry, but I didn't want to do it behind the bars. Mm -hmm. I did not want to return back to that because being behind bars was not for me. And I discovered being a part of that luncheon that this is my ministry. Wow. Tell me what it's like. What do you get to do with this? Well, what I get to do is I get to meet parents and children. You notice the smile that's coming upon her. <laughs> she did. I mean, and ear to ear. <laughs> and listen, I wear out all during the year, and I think we need Angel Tree just to make her not quit because when Angel Tree comes, there's a whole new burst of energy, excitement, and enthusiasm. Well, you know, Angel Tree has camps in the summertime, too, so it's a year-round work yeah. that they do. They you know? do, and that's one of uh, the projects that I am going to work on in the future okay. as well. Nice. But uh, what we do is... We prepare the children's name. We talk to the parents first. We prepare the children's name, and they actually be given out to volunteers who would love to buy a needed child gifts. Yeah. And we give those names out. The gifts come pouring in. We get lots of gifts. People are very kind and loving this time of the year. We wrap the gifts. We prepare the gifts, and the children come and pick the gifts up. They're happy. They're smiling. We give them, um, along with the gifts, we give them little fruits and candy and things like that. So we make it extra special for them. Now, I've heard some churches will have like a Christmas party. The kids actually come into the church and you have a big party with fun games. Is that what you guys do? We've done it for the past two years. Yes. This year, we're thinking about doing it. But I'm not going to actually say that we're going to do a Christmas party this year, but we are still honoring the the children with the gifts. And one of the reasons what we've discovered with doing the Christmas party, that means we have a set time. Because of transportation issues and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, a lot of the parents are not able to make it at that set time. Right. So, unfortunately, we've had some gifts that were not picked up because of the Christmas party. So we're adjusting to meet the needs of the yes. family. Oh, I love that, that Pastor. Serving. Plus, uh, there's something, too, you know, if there's a way you can celebrate that in the home. And, you know, part of the things that we had to come, here's a tough reality. <laughs> part of the thing that we had to come to a, a reality as a church that this is not about us. It's not about people coming to our church. It's about us showing the love of Christ to yes. some people. Now, here's the beautiful thing. Perception is reality to the perceiver. For some of those children, that may even be their first encounter with our church. They have a positive encounter of loves, hugs, Mm -hmm. gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, and touch. And we may not see a harvest from that 5, 10, 
years later. That right. something that matter of fact, I was in a mall one day, and three years later, somebody came and say, "Hey, you all helped me with my my child at Angel Tree." So sometimes, as churches and pastors, we want immediate results and responses. Yeah. But we've got to realize that sometimes this is just a seed or we're watering some seeds that have been planted from somebody Some people letting it simmer, praying that the Holy Spirit and God will bring into their little hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's just a wonderful thing, especially when there is so much loneliness in these little children's lives, you know, and confusion and stability Mm -hmm. that's missing, Mm -hmm. you know, in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's not their fault. It's no fault of their own. And so what a wonderful way, again, for the church to show the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. Like you said, not about us. Mm -hmm. It's about the kids. It's Mm -hmm. about connecting that love and these little gifts. Connecting the love of Jesus to the children. Exactly. Through the church. Pastor, what a a great word. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when do you start the uh, program? When do you start Angel Tree? Angel Tree will start for us November 24th. All the angels will be prepared and ready to be picked up for volunteers who would like to buy the gifts. And we will run all the way through December the 20th. So now, are these angels, child's name, did they get to say what they want? You get some sizes of their clothes or things yes, like sir. that, too? we have all the information. We have the child's name, their age, the gender, and the, re- the requested gifts. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And, and you guys do the best you can, I know, to try to, re- you know, meet those needs if you, as you're and, able and, to. And we've done, I praise God as the mercy and grace of God, because we're, we're not a church that has a lot in reserve. And for, for people, they really buy into this. It's oh, an evangelistic yes. move. It gives somebody who doesn't want to go knock on doors, doesn't go and go say, Jesus loves you, but they're giving the Jesus love you by a gift. So it's a non-confrontational way of evangelism. So we've been blessed to have one of the biggest buy As a matter of fact, I think one year we were able to make sure that all of the angel tree mm-hmm. uh, were met. Yes. Uh, I think we had, what, 161. We, yes. we had Deborah Taylor, mm-hmm. who is uh, who had just moved in from, uh, what, Deborah, from Milwaukee? Milwaukee, who came in with passion. And then we have another member who works so well with Sheila, uh, Danita. What's Danita's new Danita name? Danita Bailey. Danita Bailey. Yes. That's the old name. Smith. <laughs> Danita Smith. She just got married. Just Danita got married. Smith grew up in a household with her mother, was on addiction her entire life. As a matter of fact, the first time that Danita and her mother ever lived together was a result of Pursuit of God Transformation Center. We had a little uh, place that we had turned into a house where her family, the first time the mother and all of their children had ever lived together, all together in their life. And so Danita knows the pain yes. of addiction and incarceration. So she shows up and is on fire. Yes. The way oh, these wow. ladies worked because <laughs> yes. they know the pain they've been there they know the problems they know the fears that come from this there's a whole new drive and energy that comes from them just it's exciting to even watch and it's good that you said that you brought up danita because danita does have an awesome heart but we also have a new member that has a desire as well for it and she was on the other side of it, uh, where she was the child who didn't have her wow. parents. Oh, really? Yes, oh. and that's my daughter, Rikisha. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, Rikisha yes. was one of my children yeah. that really felt that mm-hmm. missing void. Mm-hmm. My mother says she cried for three months straight oh. every day. Wow. Missing me. Thank you for bringing it up. Oh, where does she fall in with your four? Is she in the youngest one? She's 
Next to the youngest Next to the youngest, one. okay. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. next to the youngest one. Kids try to adjust and adapt the best they can, mm-hmm. yes. but they're children, you know? And, yes. and it's so wonderful yes. that you're able to give back yes. to this ministry. Yeah. And I just want to encourage our listeners through your churches, if you see Angel Tree for the Prison Fellowship, please find an angel and pray over that angel and go get those gifts and be part of yes. this child's Christmas. Make a difference in their life. Pastor, any closing thoughts as we wrap up? Uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank thank Sheila, Rakesha, Danita. These ladies, I've seen them work 12 hours. I'm talking about with passion and joy, not begrudgingly, not out of necessity. My wife is a major part of this. My daughter taps in. They've got a team. But to see the commitment that these women have to serve God, to serve God's people, and again, to be a mother and a father to the motherless is just just astounding. If you would like to reach out to us and uh, maybe want to grab one of the angels or come in and help us serve, we would love for you to be a part of our team uh, and, and, and giving life, love, and liberty and joy to the people. And uh, Sheila, you can give them the information uh, where they can reach out to us. If that- yes, you can reach out at the office at 901-353-5772. Our office hours are 8 a.m., to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. I even will stay if you just call and let me know. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and listen, if you'd like to drop some gifts off at the church, because here's what we've discovered, Sheila. I don't know if you recognize this. We have the parents who are coming in with the child incarcerated. Well, sometimes those children, most of the time, they have different parents. Yes. And so if we have Johnny who's coming in eight to get a gift and his seven-year-old brother is not on the list, can you imagine how that feels for the seven-year-old who walks out (laughs) without a gift because my dad is not in jail or I don't even know who my daddy is. So if we had some random gifts by the side, then we could say, little Johnny, you didn't get a letter, but here's some love through this gift right here. That would be great if people could just drop random gifts. Over to the church there. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, 3171 Signal. You're in the vein. Yes, sir. Thank you. I hear from God every now and then. (laughs) Every now and then. That was a part of our meeting for this year. Yes, sir. Well, Miss Sheila, Pastor Ricky, God bless you, my dear sister and brother in Christ. Thank you so much for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom through the ministry of Angel Tree. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on today's edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.